Okay, so you, you see this gentleman in clinic two weeks later. Um, he's had a number of investigations so far, and they all point towards a diagnosis of hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. He, in particular, has had a 24-hour halter, which show runs of non-sustained VT, um, which would, uh, and his risk score is such that he now needs an ICD. Um, please discuss how you'd approach um, talking through his diagnosis with the patient in clinic, and in particular, you realise that he's a HGV driver and how you'd approach this scenario. Um, so, so there are a key number of points that I want to get across to the patient um, and a number of ethical scenarios as well. So first of all, I'd want to try and figure out before I see the patient how much they know. So first of all, find out if they know that they have a diagnosis of hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, find out if they know that they're at risk of, of, of episodes of BT in the future and whether they know they need an ICD, because if not, those are complicated discussions in themselves. And I would want to liaise with uh, a, a sort of named cardiomyopathy specialist who, who may already be associated with this patient to ensure that they were aware of this diagnosis and this condition and this patient and this conversation going forwards. Um, I think the this is a, a, an example scenario where the different principles of ethical decision-making might conflict with one another. So you always want to try and preserve a patient's autonomy. Um, and so if a patient you know, wants the freedom to drive, um, that comes, across, comes up against a, a sort of uh, uh, principle of justice, which in this circumstance is, is, is clear that for a, a, a patient who has um, a high risk of arrhythmias uh, and sudden death, uh, they uh, are not allowed to drive in a category two, group two licensed vehicle. So this would have uh, ramifications on his job. And this is regardless of whether he has the ICD implanted or not. So um, that's going to be a difficult conversation to have uh, with the patient. And especially when you're trying to uh, you know, do no harm, it's important that that comes across to the patient that the, the motivating factor for this conversation, this decision is, is from a, a good place. And so this is a, a sort of a legal uh, sort of implication based on guidance issued by the DVLA on his category two license. I think the other principle just to be aware of is how it would impact uh, his license for driving a car. And so I think it would be, again, this would be an important time for me to discuss with uh, a, you know, my consultant, uh, any arrhythmia specialists, a cardiomyopathy specialist to try and understand what his risk of sudden death is and refer the arrhythmia episodes is, because uh, from what I'm aware that if, if the patient is to have an ICD uh, going forwards, they would need to still stop driving for at least one year after the episode of syncope. But if they have an ICD in, they can drive after six months of being shock free. So it would be important that the patient understands that they're, although this would have significant implications on their type two license, there may be a circumstance when they um, can drive a car again uh, or a type one vehicle. So these are all the considerations that I'm thinking of. And I think for this conversation, it would be important that the patient has a support network present with him. So if he wants any family members present, if he wants uh, you know, anyone else to dial in, that, that that's all facilitated. And I would also, for myself, because this is a very complicated decision, um, I'd want to discuss this beforehand with any cardiologist known to this patient and you know, uh, seek their support if I wanted to have them present as well. 
Um, I think if the patient had capacity, I would want them to understand that, uh, first of all, the decision about the ICD is, is, is a, a clinical priority, but of course that's linked to the decisions about their licenses going forward. So um, I would want to try and discuss uh, you know, try and give them some information about uh, what their risk of sudden death is. And of course, this is a difficult conversation to have in one appointment. So I would offer them the opportunity to speak to one of our arrhythmia nurse specialists and, you know, counsellors, if there was someone present to, to, to try and understand the reasons for why we are recommending an ICD, because of course, this is a recommendation based on their risk, but it's ultimately the patient's decision if they go ahead with it or not. Um, so it's something which I would want to help them make an informed decision about. But when it comes to the licenses, that's uh, something which I would want to ensure that the patient left that consultation aware that they were not able to drive a, their HEV vehicle anymore and that, that, was, that they were aware they had to communicate that with their employer um, and the DVLA as well. So, you know, there's a really complicated scenario with, uh, I think, which I would probably seek a lot of support before speaking to the patient on and try and make sure I get as much information across and of course have a with you know make, make sure that there's a good safety net and, and, and follow-up setup going forwards with again you know arrhythmia nurse specialists uh, you know his consultant going forwards so that the patient is uh, fully linked in with the team uh, after a decision or conversation like this. Great thank you.